You tell a story, he does too. Can he one-up you? Well, that's up to you. Tell your best tale and you never know. You could be a winner on the one-upper show. Okay, and welcome back to the one-upper. I'm your host, Ted Blazak. We're coming to you from a farmer's market in downtown Coeur d'Alene. And uh, we've had another great guest come by our table. And what's your name, sir? Brian Raisel. And where are you from, Brian? I'm from Coeur d'Alene. All right. A local. Wonderful. Yeah. And I hear you've got a pretty good story I for us. I have a great story for you. Oh, let's hear it. All right. So uh, when I lived on the East Coast, Connecticut, to go visit my girlfriend last February. Last February. Yeah. In 22. Yeah. February 20. Okay. So next February, not this February. Yeah. And halfway through my trip, that's when the war broke out. In the Ukraine. So you're yes. visiting her. I'm sorry. I was visiting her in Kev, Ukraine. In, in Kev. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Okay. And um, so, and you've been planning the trip for a while? Yeah, I was planning the trip for, because I, I, I visited her before. In the Ukraine. So and, I was going to go back and visit her again. And, and uh, so I was planning it again. So, and what's her name, by the way? Her name is Julia. Julia, lovely name. And so, um, as you're going there, do you know of impending crises? Yeah, I know that there was something that might have happened that could start. But, but nothing you know, had started yet. No. Okay. Because you, know, you never knew if it was going to start. Right. When it was. Right. I remember. Building, yeah. Building troops since. Right. Since August. Right. There were but like you never weeks. knew if it was yeah. going to be in December, January, or yeah. last summer. Right. Right. So you 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 so in February you go to Kiev. Kiev. I call it Kiev, but it's, it's Kiev. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and then what happens? Then um, it was on February twenty fourth. At like four or five a.m., we were getting calls in Texas that that the invasion started. Oh, and that's when we went from where we were. And then we uh, met up with some friends to figure out what we we're gonna do. So, what were you like at our apartment or something? And then you left to go. Yeah, we had to spend two nights in the bomb shelter of this underneath our apartment complex. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So and you heard like the um, the gunshots, explosions, fighting that was going on. Wow. So so you're you're visiting your girlfriend, you're visiting Julia, you're in Kiev, and all of a sudden the invasion starts. There's drones and bombing and stuff like that. There weren't any drones at that time. Oh, 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 oh. It was just, just shelling. Shelling artillery. Yeah. And yeah, then so you had to you had to go into the a kind of a shelter in the, the bomb shelter. Yeah. So that's when most of the um, bombing was happening. And then during the day, we'd go up and go to like the stores and the markets and which ones that were open to buy supplies. Wow. And, you know, go up to an apartment, restroom, whatever, cook. Yeah. What to do. Yeah. It's Thursday. And then um, I spent another night in bomb shelter and that's when there was more uh, chilling going on coming and then Saturday uh, evening that's when we got out oh, yeah. 
train rides that were getting out of there there for free, so you didn't have to buy a ticket. Oh, good, yeah. Kev so, uh, went to went train station. Everyone's loading up in Kev to go west. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember the name of the station, but we ended up in in Lviv. Which is um, still in the Ukraine? Yeah, that is in western Ukraine. Uh-huh. And it was so, safer there at that time? No. Yeah, no. Nobody knew what was safe. Oh. Was, you know, the spot that was going to be bombed. Right. So it was where, where the invasion was happening was, you know, Russia side. Uh-huh. So when we got to Lviv, we went on, got onto another train. Yeah, we that train. It, that was chaos getting on that one because everybody that was waiting outside of the train station to pile onto the train. Oh my! What I remember is a lot of the police and the military was checking the train to make sure that that you know women and children uh, oh. were on there first. Yeah, men weren't. They would pick them up. Right. Luckily. I was able to get on there. Yeah. And not get left behind. And you saw a lot of on the a lot of platforms, people just left their stuff. Oh. Uh, you know, their their bags and clothes and food and just all garbage, just all the stuff that they had on, on the platforms just oh. to get on the trains because there's no room. Wow. Elbow to elbow. On yeah. Trains. Oh. The train from Lviv to I can't remember the name of the city that's next to um Slovakia, because we went more like southeast. Mm-hmm. We didn't get into Poland because the word was it was going to be eight to forty hours wait to get through the border of Poland. Oh, to Slovakia. Uh, so when we we're in Lviv, we got on that train, and it was like a nine-hour, eight-hour train ride, standing room only. Wow. If that was one of them. Wow. Uh, and then. When we got to um, the city that's closest to Slovakia, we got on a bus. Yeah. That one, it took us eight hours to get across the border. Wow. Going, we had, you know, moved a little bit because they were inspecting everyone's passport. And yeah. Side, and everyone's passport on the Slovakia side. And then um, they were checking everybody's luggage, too. Yeah. That like customs. Oh, everybody's every yeah. luggage right. Yeah. And you, uh, you had an American passport. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Did no. that? Did that help to expedite things for you, or did it not really matter? Not, not really. Yeah. Escape. Yeah. I think at any time I could have just called the U.S. Embassy or just went to them and they could just got me out. Yeah. To help friend and daughter. Yeah. So, from there, we found a, we were in Kashyyyk, Slovakia, and we stayed in an apartment for about a week. Uh-huh. Trying to figure out what was our next, we are trying to find a bus. Who's to, a, whose apartment was it? Was it a friend, or was it somebody kind it, just it taking was, people in? It was one that we rented. Uh, it wasn't an Airbnb. It was like oh. or something oh, I see. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Expedia. Yeah. Sites. All right. So, stayed in that for kind of really next for a bit. Yeah. Um, then we went from Slovakia to took the train to Poland. 
Yeah. And from Poland, got on a flight. Yeah. To the Netherlands. Uh huh. She went to Portugal. Portugal. And then from my layover, I went back to Boston. So she's safe over there in Portugal. Oh, she's in Portugal now, yeah. and she's safe. And so we took um, taxis and we took buses. We walked, took trains to get out of the Amazon. Wow, wow! So you are an honest to goodness, uh, you were a war refugee, basically. Throughout the war. Yeah. Um, wow. And I saw the millions, millions of people that were exiting Ukraine. Yeah. They're walking on the side of the road, their luggage, carrying their kid. Oh, what's going on? That when I was, um, because I rented an apartment that was in the center. Uh huh. So it was like two blocks away from like, you know, where the center of Kiev was, where the main statue is. Yeah. When I was packing up all of my things to go from my apartment to hers to figure out what our plan was, all the sirens were going off. Oh my. Looking out the windows, you see all of the, the military vehicles and the ambulances wow. and police and everything that were headed to the center. Yeah. Uh, packing everything up and the war sirens are going off. That's when I was lucky that I found a taxi from my apartment that I rented to hers. Wow. And, yeah, I think like 20 minutes and like over an hour. Wow. Um. So, um, I got I got just a few follow up questions for you. One is um, when things are first going on, and, and especially when you're in that shelter underneath the apartment and artillery's coming in. Like, how, how, were you petrified? Were you? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, well, you don't know how safe that shelter is. Right. Right. Sure. Or how powerful those bombs yeah. are. Where yeah, they're going to yeah, land. Which was confusing. They could have bombed the whole apartment complex that it just crumbled on all of us that were living there. Right, yeah. Was this uh, was this one of the scariest moments of your life? Yeah, that it would be that. The second one would be crushed under a car. Oh, you yeah. were in a car accident? No, I was under a car working on it. Jesus. So that was like the second. So this is the first. This is the first, and yeah. that's as it was. Um, so if there was like bombing going off as I was under the car, that would be like, yeah, wow, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you get good by them. Wow, um, wow, wow. I'm, yeah, I'm... And when we went to all of the markets to get supply, everything was picked over. Um, what's one time where we one of the days we waited in line like uh, thirty minutes to get some supplies like water, yeah, bread, whatnot. And when we got up to the door, they locked the door because everybody left. All oh. the staff left. Everybody left. The security guard because of the war. Right? Oh. Because, you know, like closed up. Yep. Like we got to go in there to buy anything. They just closed up. Mm. Wow. Um, we didn't really know, like, what exactly was going on. Uh, we just heard all of the bombing that was happening, all of the, you know, the planes. We heard a couple of those overhead. And there was one night where we got word because there's on social media, you could figure out what's going on. And they have a different social media telegram that's not really 
oh. monitored as much. Right. So there was one night when we heard that there was going to be like 18 uh, like Russian fighter pilots, whatever, were going to strike the capital. Wow. So that's when we like went down into the um, bomb shelter as soon as we could. Yeah. You know, we waited like five or six till like seven next morning. Down the next, and that means like the bathroom, like right back down. Huh. Wow. Uh, I, I, um, it's, it, it's, it's so hard. I'm so glad that you, you, you came by to share a story, especially one so, um, so current, so painful. There's so many millions uh, suffering. Maybe it's not stuff because it's more, I know someone who's directly involved in it. Right. So not like once or twice or twice. Yeah, you know, yeah. You can see it on the news or something like that. What you see in the news, it's only a small portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, now, do you have a story that can one up that story? No, but I, I just, I just <laughs> want to say, uh, for the record, uh, fuck Putin. Uh, you're gonna burn in hell, and you should. Um, but uh, I mean, it's I've been watching this story unfold, and it's just. Uh, yeah, when I went into the restaurants or we went to some of the Ukrainian restaurants or shops, you know, talk to the staff and, you know, like, you know, what's your thought on it? And all the Ukrainian people, all they want to do is just live in peace. Right. You know, and just go about their life like everybody else. Yeah. Um. So they didn't, they didn't really worry about it because if they did, then they could like live their life. Right. They right. got to function. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, no, I'm not going to one-up it because I've never been in a war zone. I've never been a refugee, and I've never experienced oppressive military invasion of my land, uh, fortunately, you know. And I, and it just, honestly, uh, the whole situation makes me terribly angry to see the— and the, and the only thing that makes me happy is how the, the West has coalesced and how strong the Ukrainian people are. And that yeah. right right now they're on the edge of the we're expecting the counteroffensive at any moment when, now. When the, we were in a taxi in Poland. We asked the guy like how many people have came across into Poland, and it was at that time three point five million or four million. Yeah, expected to have like five million. Yeah, into Poland, and. The same thing with like the surrounding countries. It's like millions of people that went into Slovakia, Hungary, Romania, like yeah, yeah, and you know, glad that all those countries around Ukraine are helping them. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a Polish descent, and and I've been very proud of my 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 ancestral land, and and I'm I'm. I made I've made some donations uh, to help out the refugees and and to our listeners I want to encourage you to do the same. All right? We all got to we can't forget, we can't let people not uh remember the horrible things that have happened in Ukraine and how we all need to pitch in to to push Yeah, we do. We got to we got to push Putin out, stop this crap from ever happening again and, and help the Ukrainians. City. Yes, yeah, it was a beautiful country, yeah. Kiev. So, um, 
So yeah, I'm not city. I'm not going to try to wind up you, but I'm just so glad we got to hear this story. Yeah. And I'm thank you I for sure. More time because I could go into more detail of some of the you know each day event or after that. Uh, we don't have much time. So. Well, I I, I appreciate your sharing what you did. And uh, and uh, and 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 thanks for being a guest on the one offer. Yeah. And and if you listening uh, out there, if you have a story, especially about the Ukrainian situation, we would really like to hear it. So please uh, email us at the one upper dot show at uh, gmail dot com or visit us on our webpage page one upper one upper show dot com. Um, and uh, before we go, Brian. You you now now you live here in Coeur d'Alene yeah. and, and and things are completely different for things you. Things are completely different and, now. And now I, you're, you're you're doing some interesting I, stuff I here. Company shows. Yeah, tell us about area. that. I got my my 25th show is coming up this Saturday. Oh, at Coeur d'Alene Elks Lodge up the prairie. Oh, all right. So, 90 tickets. Fantastic. I have one uh, June 10th. June 10th. Okay. Life Public House. Yeah, downtown here used to be Calypso's. Okay. This album, my 26th one. And I've done five at the Hayden Cinema. I've oh. Done six at Peddler's Ale House in Ponderay. Oh. At um, the Pearl Theater in Bonners Ferry. Oh, okay. Two at Crickets when I first started. Yeah. I've done one at uh, Jacqueline Art Cultural Center in Bulls Falls. Uh huh. Marshall and Toxa likes with seven other venues around town. Wow, that's great! So you're you're bringing comedy to bringing central to this area. All right, Central Idaho. Yeah. In the Panhandle, you're going to start laughing. Yeah. Thanks to Brian. All right. Well, Brian, the best of luck with comedy. Uh, best of luck to Julia and to yeah, all the Ukrainian you. people. Yeah. And thank you. It. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah, it was great. Until next time. Thank you. Okay. The One Upper Show is brought to you by Trailblazing Canvassers and the Burning Sage Productions.